Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls. We are your IndyCar experience. And this week, Molly and I have joining us Sebastian Bourdais. So, hey, guys. hey. <laughs> thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's tough to happy. say that I'm busy these days. So, uh, you know, it's tough to to just like say, oh, man, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I like, it's just <laughs> tough these days. <laughs> it is pretty tough to dodge the media these days. <laughs> uh, it's just. You just say, so, you know what, I'm social distancing both in person and over the phone. So, no, thank you. <laughs> so, in your free time these days, um, you've been doing some of the iRacing. What do you think? Uh, I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems to be the general consensus. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I think if uh, I think if if I was doing good at it, I think I probably would have a different perspective. I think it's it's super frustrating because you know it, it's so difficult to avoid crashes, and it just seems like for whatever reason everybody's taking it very personally when there's a crash, although everybody seems to be out of control. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just. Uh, it definitely uh, seems to be a pretty high frustration levels, and uh, and uh, it's tough to keep those in check and and uh, minimize the mistakes. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it's just been frustrating for me because I just suck at it. That's part of my. <laughs> I understand that. I'm I'm not very good at video games at all. Oh, so no, no. Yeah, there are many games I've tried to play, and I'm like, you know, I don't like doing things I'm not good at. That's what I learned today. I, uh... That that is it. <laughs> I'm like, let's let's do something else. I'm done with this now. Thank you. Oh, so yeah, people have been getting very um, <laughs> very very cranky about it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean it's it's almost like uh, it seems like nobody else has anything to do. So uh, uh, it just yeah, there's a lot of smoke coming out of uh, people's ears and and a lot of stuff that probably shouldn't be said and coming out of people's mouths. So. Uh, Ooh, yeah. That's a bit of a shame. I think uh, they're kind of missing the point of the whole thing. But it, it is very difficult when you put so much time and effort into it and and the day gets wrecked by someone's mistake or something. I, I, I get it. But, I mean, you know, trying to, I guess, keep those things in perspective probably would be the, the best way. But easier said than done. That's true. That's true. And and I just want to point out you are you are not known for holding your tongue on your thoughts and opinions on things. So in a very good way. I love that about you. Um so I'm just gonna say when when you say that people are saying things they shouldn't be saying, that that holds a lot of weight. Well, I think it's just like I think a lot of guys, you know, just reflect back and you see the consequences of, you know, obviously uh, frustration on these virtual games. I mean, it's just not worth it. Like, you know, when, when something real happens and, and real consequences and people get hurt or, you know, it costs money or it wrecks your race for real or season and, and it costs money and everything, it's different. But, and it's, you know, it's just for fun and fun and games, you know, and, and of course everybody wants to do well, but I just don't think like the reactions that it generate uh, really are in sync with, you know, what we're really playing for and. You know, I, I think a lot of guys just kind of wake up the next day and, and see all the negativity that comes out of it and are like, shit, you know, why did I say that? So <laughs> it's just, I don't know, just trying to stay away from it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cause it, is, it is just a game at the end of the day. It's not, mm, not real. Yeah, and, you know, we're just trying to uh, stay engaged with the fans and, and keep some exposure to the sponsors. And obviously... You know the, the the brands you represent and everything. The last thing they want is is you know to 
to throw a bunch of negativity into uh, into these times. So, yeah, it, it, it's a tough balance to find, I think. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it probably isn't helpful that you guys are, are wonderful competitors and very, very, you know, all of you are strong competitors and you want to do the best and then you, you can't go racing in real life, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. And so now all of a sudden it's this game and I'm sure that part of that is the, the frustration of not being able to strap into your race cars and really do this. So, yeah, fingers crossed that this gets um, turned around and we can start seeing real races again. Yep, and see fans <laughs> and do what yeah. we uh, love to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, I was, um, it's always struck me. So, Ab- Abby and I grew up, and Abby still lives there in Speedway. Um, so, you know, as far as like, it's like the America's holy, kind of holy grail of racing. But like, you came from um, Le Mans. So, was, is it kind of the thing? So, in Speedway, we always joke that you either love love racing or you hate racing is that how it's set in Le Mans is it kind of like you either love it because of that wonderful race there or is it eh, people can take it or leave it uh yeah I think it's it's more a bit of a take it or leave it but in the meantime um I I I think there's just a a vast um understanding and and just acceptance of the event uh, both for what it brings to the community and 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 for the the legacy and, and everything around, I think obviously mentalities uh, are very different. But uh, I see a lot more people embracing it in Speedway than than not, and, and it's the same it's the same in Le Mans. It's just uh, you know the, those races are so um, defining of of the place that um, it's it's tough to to pull them apart. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. love. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, that is. They are both very defining. That's a that's a great way to describe it. So, how do you? Um, <clears throat> you're in Saint Petersburg now, correct? Yes. All right. How do you love Florida? I I really enjoy it. I mean, I have to say, um, we first moved. Well, I first moved to Miami because my teammate at the time, Bruno Junquera. I lived there and I really didn't know anybody else <laughs> and he was great and he helped me to understand, you know, the, how things worked and, and so on and so forth. But I really never felt uh, at home over there. And, uh, you know, people just spoke more Spanish than English and that wasn't okay with me. Uh, so uh, the first race was in St. Pete and uh, we really enjoyed the area and I, it really kind of was like, wow. You know, I could definitely see myself live here. And then sure enough, a few months later, uh, my wife-to-be got a full scholarship to study at USF. And we settled in the area and and uh, got a house in St. Pete and never really looked back. Well, that's wonderful. That's also good for her, a full ride to USF. Very nice. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. also very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Makes me a little jealous. I wish I had a full ride. I know. Anyway. Yeah, we, we were not quite smart enough for full rides, so congratulations no. to your wife. <laughs> well, she, she was running track for the track and field That's team. Right. She was trying wow. to be your champion in uh, 400 meters uh, hurdle, and uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's how it came about. But she's she's pretty darn smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's excellent. Good to hear that. You you can pay us later for making sure we keep that in the the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah we love st petersburg we always love coming down there for the race um we actually 
we're we're down there already this year um, when it got canceled, but but yeah, we always have a great time. It's a it's a fun city. Yeah, it is. It is. It's changed a lot and and uh, it's grown. I mean, for the quite some time, it was the best kept secret, mm-hmm. and uh, secrets out. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's a bit of a shame. It's it's growing quite rapidly, but uh, I mean, it's still it's still a great place to uh, raise your family and and uh, and the quality of life is quite awesome. So really. Yeah. Really, I, I keep asking myself, like, where would I live if it wasn't here? And every time I just don't find a different answer. So, <laughs> Well, that's Great. good. That's good. So um, you have been you've been racing for a long time. Um, don't think, make me old now. No, no, no. <laughs> OK, to, to be fair, we're. We're pretty close to your age, so so no no offense there. Um, so, but um, but yeah, but you, I mean, but you have experience in so many different forms of racing, um, and that's just super impressive to me. Um, what I say, we know you love IndyCar, um, but what <laughs> what would you say is your has been your favorite car to drive or race or? Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been very fortunate. I mean, other than the stint I did in F1, that was just oh. super frustrating and not very successful at all. Uh, you know, I've been competitive and I've really enjoyed pretty much everything I've done. Um, you know, between the sports car stuff, the GT stuff, and 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 the IndyCar stuff. Um, so, yeah, of course, you know, my champ car years are are the ones that strike out uh, as yeah. as the exceptional part of my career um oh. but um you know and but i i still get to drive the same cars more or less i mean performance and design and everything is very close uh, between champ cars and indie cars i mean other than the cars don't have tunnels anymore but um yeah i mean i i personally uh, really enjoy the, the the car the way it behaves and uh, and uh, i think a lot of it has to do with the the firestone tires that are on it um and uh, yeah, it, it's a car that suits me very well, and, and allowed me to uh, to to shine in some <laughs> sometimes, and uh, and uh, have, have the success and, and the fun that I've had in my career. Yeah, you you definitely have shown. Um, yeah, you've definitely been been able to shine in these cars. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, and what was it? Was it four straight championships in Champ Car? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, that's just not an easy thing to do. So that's that's just amazing every time. I, yeah, that's four like, at all, much less four in a row. Jeez, goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, it was just obviously very different times. Uh, but uh, you know, we had we had an awesome group, and uh, and things were you know just on the roll, and and it was uh, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Really and cool. then this year, um, you are new to the AJ Foyt Racing Team. How's that been so far? Well, it's been abbreviated or cut short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I we had a, a very short off-season with the air screen and everything coming in and uh, didn't get to practice very much. But, uh, boy, the few practices we had were, you know, really exciting and and prospects and, and the, the people and, um, you know, it, it all looked like it was uh, en route to do something pretty awesome and uh you know, it's it's a bit of a shame. Obviously, things uh, things didn't start, and uh, we'll we'll have to see and reassess where where we're at when when all of this restarts. If if it obviously uh, restarts, which we uh, can only hope. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, I just uh, really happy that uh, Larry uh, gave me that opportunity and uh, and uh, really enjoyed working with uh, Mike Oliver and and all the guys that uh, that are at uh, AJ4 Racing. And I think yeah, I think if we if we can get a few races in, I think we could definitely uh, bring some uh, some strong results. And uh, I'm just as excited to get it going as I was to get it going back in March. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, just uh, one of those where you just kind of stay prepared. And um, there's obviously the IMSA deal with uh, the Mustang Sampling uh, Cadillac yeah. uh, with JDC. So that, that kind of you know carries the priority because it was the first program that i have and and it's a full season so whatever that full season is going to look like uh it's going to dictate uh what what openings there are going to be for me to to do some indycar races and uh and hopefully we can just uh you know launch all of that and and get it going for 2021 yeah absolutely so as we're all hopefully waiting and, and, and in eager anticipation of everything starting back up, what are some of the things that you kind of do to keep yourself ready and, and everything sharp, but besides playing iRacing uh, weekly now? Uh, well, it's been, it's been mostly physically, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I've just, just been riding a lot, doing some core exercise and uh, just, you know, just staying fit and, and sharp. And uh, it's, it's been, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of really weird and crazy times because, you know, the kids are at school doing homeschool and 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 everything right now with with all that's happened, and so it it takes a bit of our mornings with with my wife, but then you know you still have plenty of time to do stuff uh, the rest of the day. So so we've we've been like on a on a long vacation uh, between boating, <laughs> cooking, and and riding bikes and. Uh, yeah, just just staying staying busy, but uh, but having great time. So it's just uh, just a shame that uh, everything's closed and that uh, that we can't uh, we just can't do what we're meant to do. Very cool. Very excellent. So yeah, how's the uh, homeschooling going with your kids? It's actually pretty good. I mean, my wife's mostly uh, you know taking care of the little one and and the. Uh, and Emma is 13, and she's pretty independent now. So she uh, she takes uh, about two three hours in the morning to get through it, and then uh, and then after that she's dancing the rest of the day. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, she's she's got a pretty strict regime on on uh, the ballet stuff, and uh, oh, yeah. she's been pretty amazing just uh, keeping up with it and doing all the online classes and and everything. So. Uh, it's uh it's a little bit more challenging to keep a ten year old boy uh you know busy but uh, yeah it's mostly been mostly been good. Yeah, it, it is definitely more challenging to keep a ten year old boy busy. <laughs> but like like they said on the video, you know, if if you homeschool your kids, you know, you can start drinking at ten thirty, so that helps. That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I saw. Um, yeah, that reminds me. I saw a meme once that said, you know, I I stayed at home all day with my kids and I didn't allow them to have any screen time or this and this, you know, no video games, none of this. <laughs> and it says, and now I understand why all my grandparents were alcoholics. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. There are definitely some pretty good stories. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, so. Well, that's excellent that your daughter does ballet. That is. Um, it must be challenging for her to practice um, at home, but 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's actually just uh, there's no center, right? So it's, mm. it's just a lot of bar stuff, and um, yeah. you know, you can jump in the alley in front of the house and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's definitely the 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 camaraderie and and just the group effect and everything is just uh, you know, she's definitely missing her friends and and the teacher and the presence and everything. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. I'm mm. sure. So outside of racing, what's your favorite sport to play or participate? Um, I mean, honestly, uh, riding is my preferred sport. Uh, okay. Cycling is just something that I really enjoy. Um, I mean, go-karts is obviously one that I really enjoy, <laughs> which is unfortunately not so, so easy right now. Uh, with all the uh, essential businesses only being open and things. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know how when or how when that's going to happen. But uh, um, I i'm i'm not very very good at many other sports i enjoy watching basketball and and baseball uh but uh yeah i mean that's that's about that for me and then uh, just uh, taking taking the boat out for for a little cruise and and uh, getting to uh, the beaches that are uh, on little islands and things around st pete that's that's kind of uh, what we do uh, with the family oh that sounds fabulous i love i love being on boats what kind of a what kind of a boat is it? It's a it's a half center console, twenty four feet, so it's it's plenty comfortable for the four of us. Oh yeah, 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 cool. That's wonderful. Yeah, we took uh, we have friends that live um, in Bradenton, and so uh, we were down there for St. Pete. We went out on their sailboat, which with I think nine people, which was far too many people for <laughs> for that boat, but we should have a good time. Yeah, kind of. It was, yeah, it was not a large sailboat, and and yeah, everybody who who was from Florida looked at it and thought, eh, that's too many people for the boat. But we all got on anyway. <laughs> we thought, eh, we're in Florida. You guys all know how to swim, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, although I made it clear that um, I always say when when I'm out of town and you know having a fun weekend because I'm a nurse in my day job so I always say I'm not a nurse um, when I'm out of town like I'm not a nurse this weekend don't ask me for anything but I do always tell people I am still a lifeguard so I will jump in and and save you but that's where it ends (laughs) so um, do you guys like to go out and do deep sea fishing any of that stuff? Uh, I mean, I if if I go fishing, I just take a captain. I'm just not knowledgeable enough about the baits mm-hmm. and everything, so I just uh, I just make that uh, a fun day where nobody has to do anything, and you just rely on somebody else's expertise who is is jo- who it's its job, and uh, that 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 bodes well for me. That sounds like an excellent plan. That's yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, we've. As a family, we've done boating stuff, and it's nice to to be in charge. But it's it's also very nice when you go out and somebody else is in charge, and all you have to do is just show up in your swimsuit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. So yeah, I always forget all you Floridians have boats, and it makes me so jealous being up here in Indiana. Yeah, there's not. And I'm not gonna tell you what kind of weather we got right now. We had oh, a storm coming through uh, this this uh, last night, and now it's just gorgeous. So. Oh, it's the opposite oh. of gorgeous right now. <laughs> That's. Hmm. Yep, it's chilly and and overcast. Pretty and typical. Yeah, pretty typical Indiana in April. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so since you've had a 
vast experience in your career. That's how you say it. You don't say a long career, a vastly experienced career. What, and we always say you kind of have to take Indy out of the the equation just because it's Indy. What would be your favorite track you've ever raced on? On. Uh, I mean, obviously Le Mans holds a very special yeah. place in my heart for Certainly. various reasons, Certainly. and it's just it's just a you know pretty magical place, uh, being the length it is and the diversity and everything there is around. Um, but, um, in, in the U S we are pretty blessed and we have some good, you know, hardcore old fashioned racetracks and, and, you know, for me, the, the middle or road America or mm. Watkins that they, they, they get me going. Like, it's just, you know, it's places that are obviously upgraded and, and gone much, much, much safer, but you still have, you know, to get it right to not hit anything and, and, it self-polices itself, and uh, for me, that's the way the tracks should be, you know? That's really cool. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. We love, I say, we love all those tracks as well. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, haven't made it to Le Mans, but I'll I tell you, that's that's on the list. That's something I'm just going to have to do. Just It's just one of those magical things. But Well, you know, a trip to France is a little bit out of my price range right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well flights are going to be pretty cheap for a while i think so. well that's true that's true i, I might yeah. be able to swing it this, this yeah, year maybe, maybe we should buy tickets now <laughs> there you go i like this idea <laughs> oh that's excellent so what um can you think of any point in your career that was kind of a defining moment of where you felt like you know oh my gosh i've I've arrived. I'm, you know, I'm a professional driver. I'm a certifiable badass. Was there any point in your career where it just kind of clicked of, you know, wow, I'm kind of a big deal now? No, I I never really felt that way. I just, uh, I always think I felt very fortunate to have the opportunities I've I've had. Um, you know, but bottom line, I just got the opportunities in the U.S. that I never really got in Europe coming out of 3,000. Yeah. And, and that was fine because uh, a lot of us just don't get any opportunities, period. <laughs> so, uh, and not not by lack of talent or anything, just because obviously timing didn't work out, and uh, mm-hmm. and and so on and so forth. So, uh, no, I I never really had that mentality. I don't think. Gotcha. Excellent answer. That's a, yeah. I was. That's a very. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, I say a very humble answer. Well. Uh, poignant and like thoughtful you know yeah I get that answer I like that a lot so uh, switching kind of back and forth between driving you know Indy cars and then you're in the the IMSA cars to me and granted I just have my daily driver car but it, it feels like that would kind of take a lot of I don't know preparation or almost like different mindsets how how easy is it for you to kind of, you know, do a race at any car and then, you know, a week or two weeks later, you're in an IMSA car. Is there any sort of like switch that you have to do like mentally to prepare yourself? Or at this point, are you like, I'm cool. I've done this. I've got this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a bit of a gymnastic that, uh, you know, you, you get to, to start doing pretty early. Cause I started doing this when I was 20, pretty much, um, when I was in F3, I did Le Mans for the first time with a, a GT2 Porsche. And and then, you know, just the jumping back and forth from GT to open wheel to sports cars to, 
um, you just end up really having to adapt very quickly. And that's obviously a, a, a very good quality to have in, in any uh, category in the sport. So um, it's like you have different drawers in your mind and, and it takes a couple of laps to get, you know, back to, you know, everything like completely tuned. But for the most part, you know, before you even get out in pit lane, um, yeah, you kind of know what, what the car is going to feel like and how you're going to want to drive it. And, and then you just refine a little bit from there. But uh, you know, having, having done it for so long now, it, it's just kind of something that's a bit more natural than, than you would think. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very yeah. cool. And yeah, I guess you're right. Having had that switching, for back of a lack of a better term, back and forth. So uh, throughout your career, um, yeah, I suppose at this point now it is kind of old habit. Yeah, that's a hundred percent a very unique skill, and you are do a great job at it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. What about um, like daily drivers? So we kind of asked you about your favorite car that you've raced in your career but you know has there ever been one of the you know either a, a real fancy car that you ever got to test drive or a car that you owned that was kind of a classic what was your what's been your favorite non-race car to drive i guess is the best way to ask well i mean i i don't know if you had seen but i mean uh, i managed to get on the list for the for the gt uh when when we won uh, le mans with Dirk and joey and uh, we auctioned it up just before this whole chaos uh, came about, and the same weekend as St. Pete at Glendale with the oh, Meekum guys, yeah. and uh, so the, the car got auctioned off, and uh, you know I got to keep it for two years, and uh, didn't drive it very much, but uh, yeah, that was definitely the, the best car, the best car I've ever had. Oh, <laughs> oh I bet. <laughs> oh man. Whew. That's tough, tough to beat that one. Yeah. yeah. No, yep. That's it. hundred percent. As soon as you mentioned, I was like, well, yeah, of course it is. Silly. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that one wins. Yep. hundred uh. <laughs> percent. So what, um, what are some of your favorite tracks, um, on the, I say, I know you said you love like, um, mid Ohio road America. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Glen, that's off and Watkins. I know. So no, in the, off. in the, yeah, in the theme of Watkins Glen, what are some of your favorite tracks that you've raced on that you wish we'd go back to? Uh, what's actually funny? It was a tweet about it. Like, I mean, I'm I very, very, very much enjoyed the the airport tracks. I thought those just really, yeah. um, um, you know, added something to to what we were doing. Uh, it's not street course, but it's just about as bumpy or worse sometimes. It's super fast. <laughs> Um, tracks are wide and you got to hark it and, and get the flow. And, uh, you know, I, I really much, um, wish that we'd still go to, uh, to Cleveland and, and, uh, Edmonton. Cause I thought those were just, you know, super awesome events. I know, Absolutely. I know financially it was difficult to make, you know, make, uh, uh, Cleveland work, but, uh, Edmonton always seemed to have a good crowd and stuff. So it's just a shame that, uh, you know, we, we don't go to those places anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a shame. Cleveland always looked like a fun race. Well, and the the you're you're at the the airport airport tracks. I I like that for a kind of a subgenre of them. Those are just very interesting tracks for races because they're it's the airport. It's the mixed media. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. It was definitely a big challenge. Oh my goodness, I can only imagine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like like the St. Pete track. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So that, yeah. That that wide straightaway and then 
Yeah, yeah. the same pit track with uh, you know going down to uh, to second gear only once and having a bunch of fourth gear and fifth gear corners. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> so, what is uh, can you pinpoint maybe one moment or or a couple um, if you're indecisive like me? Um, favorite moments or kind of highlight moments of your racing career that you kind of always hold dear? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, tough one, obviously, uh, you know, there I've, I've been, like I said, pretty blessed with, uh, with some pretty awesome moments, but, um, I mean, yeah, there's just so many that come to mind. Um, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah. I think that's winning, a good one. Winning Sebring, I think, was uh, was was a really cool way to do it because we we loved the field that day, and that that was that's pretty rare. Yeah, not, not out of circumstances or anything, just just on straight out pace and and things. So that that was great, and that was uh, that was bringing Chevy the first win at Sebring <laughs> in, in uh, a long, long time. Uh, I can't remember. I, I don't think it was the first time, but I think it was. It had been a long, long time, and um, you know, I mean, um, winning Le Mans with Joey and Dirk that was that was pretty cool uh, for sure. I mean, I uh, I got so many mixed emotions about Le Mans having finished second three times, um, and and you know, missed it by by that little. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then come to. There are, there are so many races in sham cars, you know, and and yeah. um, I think one of one of the the proudest moments in IndyCar uh, after after winning Toronto, which was the first win with KV uh, since I'd come back, uh, that that was that was very special. Um, I got I got a few with um, McDonald's, obviously uh, the the win in Denver in 2004, coming from from dead last after a, a contact on on turn one. Uh, at a place that's not really notorious to to make comebacks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, you know, there's so many moments that come back to mind. But uh, I think the the last one that I'm super proud of is is Milwaukee in in 15. I think because oh, yeah. this one, uh, you know, it was it was the last legit race that we won. Just no. No circumstances, no nothing. You know, we we even had to overcome a late caution where we would have ended up winning the race by a lap almost on pretty much you know a good portion of of the of the field, uh, and and we had to resist you know a bunch of guys on new tires at the end uh, after that last restart. So that that one was pretty special. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I can definitely. See. See how that could be really special. Yeah, Milwaukee's a place I'd love to see us go back to as well. Yeah. All all of the tracks. How about that for our answers? All of the all tracks. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I know it worked for the season though. <laughs> yeah. No, I imagine I imagine you guys and, and your teams want some want some downtime. <laughs> that. So with um, I say with your experience with Indy cars and um and different IMSA sports cars um you know are there any pros and cons of of each or anything that you really love about one that you you know wish was a characteristic of the other well they're very difficult to compare right I mean it's just different format and things I mean uh, I very much enjoy both categories and both cars uh they 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 all have uh, 
their own specifics. Uh, it's it's really cool to be back in the prototype. Um, you know, yeah. Going for, going for overall. Um, but uh, no, I I think it's it's just too difficult to compare both and uh, and to appeal to a bit of different uh, uh, mindsets and things. So um, I think it's it, they, they they both have a, a very interesting formula. I think they just have uh, different ways to uh, to to reach to to the audience and different ways to reach to the manufacturers. Yeah, excellent. Very nice. Um, any team now? This is going to be. A question that you know some people get nervous about answering, but who has been your favorite teammate? And 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 you can pick you know any any race, any any um, discipline or or whatnot. Who's been maybe your favorite teammate to to work with or or to share a car with in IMSA? Uh, I'd say my my favorite teammate, the the the, the teammate that we. Uh, we didn't really seem to have to make any compromises or anything. Was uh, was Anthony Davidson at Peugeot? I think that ah, some, yeah. somehow um, I had a great relationship with Simon, um, yeah. but we didn't work together very much. It was only for really Le Mans and another race. But that year, I was I was teamed up with uh, with Anthony for the rest of the races, and that's why uh, Simon actually came and raced with me at Silverstone and ended up winning it. <laughs> but uh, because Anthony. Uh, Took a fall on, on his bike and then broke his uh, his uh, his clavicle. So so that was uh, that was a setback. But uh, we we just uh, won just about everything there was to win that year, uh, other than Le Mans. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean it was uh, it's definitely a, a pretty special guy and uh, a great uh, great block. And uh, and in the car just. Um, you know, as far as uh, finding the setup and and being happy with the car that he'd be happy with, and vice versa, it was uh, it was pretty special. Yeah, because when you I say when you when you race on a on a team like that for IMSA, you kind of have to find compromises that make all the drivers happy on the setup. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. If you don't have to make those compromises, and everybody ends up happy and and quick with the car, that's that's the that's the magic pair. Yeah, yeah. that's super see, that, cool. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So now your dad raced some as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You raced them all, I think, seven times. Yeah. So you you came by the racing, quite honestly. Um, (laughs) Was, was other than, I say, all of us, you know, we're kids, look up to our dads. um, But other than your dad, was there any other race car driver when you were growing up that you know, you really looked up to or really followed their career. Yeah, my, my dad wasn't racing professionally, so I wasn't like, you know, super yeah. inspired by my dad, but we just, I just ended up growing up on racetrack pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, you know, growing up, uh, it was the, the Senna Prost uh, rivalry. Yeah. And, and then, you know, Senna for me was, uh, was that magical artist that just seemed to be able to do whatever he wanted with the car and and uh yeah so he he was the one for me yeah that's a great answer (laughs) that's a well it's a just great drivers yeah Hmm. anyway so well it's good that you grew up uh say on racetracks since you spend a lot of your adult life on racetracks now too (laughs) you you got used to it early I mean, my environment has been uh, been revolving around racing for uh, quite some years now. 
man, what do you, not that it, it should happen soon, but what are you going to do? Like, you know, when you're like, eh, maybe it's time to like retire from racing. Are you, do you think you'll still somehow find a way to be around racetracks? Are you going to just like quit cold turkey and be like, I'm done. I've been around racetracks my whole life. It's time to start something else. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't really found anything that moves me uh, like mm. racing does. And, uh, and I, you know, I don't want to set and say like, this is what I'm going to do. And, sure. and, um, you know, whether it's, it's around racing or anything else. Uh, I think it's, it's very difficult, uh, uh, you know, to, to plan these things. I feel like the, the day I'll really start thinking about it, I'll probably be halfway out mm. and, and I'm just not really ready for that. Um, so, um, I'd love to be able to stay in racing. Um, but you obviously need the right environment. You need the right financial situation around um, whatever you decide to do, and uh, and you just don't know if that's going to be uh, possible or not. So you know, I I love to be able to say, yeah, I'll just start my team and <laughs> do this. And but you know, I mean, that's that's a bit of an utopia if you don't have uh, the backers with you. So um, and and we all know it's it's a pretty tough thing to do these days. So uh, we'll we'll see. I think uh, I'll just write write this. Uh, for as long as I can, and uh, keep enjoying, uh, and uh, and then we'll see uh, we'll see where we're at when when it all uh, kind of uh, is said and done. Very nice, excellent. I think that's a it's a good way to kind of look at it. You know, when it happens, it'll happen, and who knows? Maybe you'll win the lottery, and at that point, you can start your own race team. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, I was gonna say you could. Uh, revive your your rivalry with paul tracy and join the broadcasting team that might be entertaining (laughs) you you never know i mean you know there's just a lot of guys in the booth right now so (laughs) might be be a fight just to get up there (laughs) the booth's getting a little crowded there might have to be some sort of rumble going on (laughs) well my money's on you if it happens okay (laughs) i I don't know i think uh, between pt and me i think physically i i i'm not very sure i'd want to take that fight but well i mean we we, we've all seen the videos of you marching down the track towards him so it it would not be for for a a lack of trying no no i mean i i I didn't really have the 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 fighting moment in me but uh that that when i went to see him i was just mostly massively pissed off but um yeah yeah, i guess yeah probably wasn't the smartest thing to do but (laughs) had some had some words to share with him there exactly. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um. I'll tell you what. It, that that's one of the things I enjoy about racing is when when um no, just because you know you guys are are also very human, and so when there is something like that, I mean, emotions are high, and you know, it's I it's nice to to be able to to go up to somebody and say what the hell and not have it turn into something physical um because there are a lot of times i imagine that you want to you know say to somebody what the hell were you thinking what was that why did why did you ruin my race why (laughs) yeah Yeah. that that happens but like you say i mean when it happens i I tend to just say it in real life so that's that's kind of been <laughs> what I've been known for. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody ever is unsure if you are displeased with them after a race. Yeah, even Which... even if I don't speak most of the time, I think you can see uh, what I'm thinking. <laughs> see it right on your face. You know, I I get that. I'm 
A, I think it's healthy, and B, I'm the same way. And you know what? I'm not going to sit on it. Here's what happened. I don't like it. Let's address it, and let's keep moving. So, yeah, I can. If you don't want the, if you don't want the answer, and you don't like the answer, don't ask the question. That's going to be my motto. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, yes, there there have been a few times in my life that somebody asks a question, and I just turn and say, I don't think you really want the answer to that. <laughs> I want you to think long and hard. I don't think you really want the answer to that. <laughs> Consider the answer before you ask the question. <laughs> yes. What I was trying to do. <laughs> oh. So what are you... Um, now, I will say this. Something that I always enjoy, um, especially during the month of May, since we live here in Indy, we get to spend a lot of time at the track. Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, we spend a lot of time on pit road and take lots of pictures and, you know, watch you guys during practice. And you are, I would say, one of the most detail-oriented drivers. Um, I mean, I have watched you get out of the car and just examine the tires, examine all these different parts and pieces of the car. And um, I just think that that's awesome. You're more than, you know, just just a pilot or a driver. You know, it, it seems like you are, you want to be involved in every little piece of the puzzle um, to make, make the car go faster, make yourself go faster. Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a bit of an engineering background and I think um, you always, for me, I've always tried to understand uh, what I feel, what I experience uh, relates to. So obviously if you do a long run and, um, you know, you think you've lost the rear tires or the right front's given up, you know, I always like to kind of go and check what the tires look like. And sometimes it's just very deceiving, you know, sometimes the tire is cooked and, and it doesn't actually wear. And so that's, that's why you see me go to see the tires, you know, quite often and, and see what it actually translates the, the feel to the reality uh, and the net result on the tire itself. See, see if, you know, it's got way too much camber or mm. how it wears and, and things like that. But, but yeah, I, I very much always enjoy um, the, the technical side of things, just the analytic side of things. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that just makes you a better driver all around. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because like you said, there are times that you expect it to look a certain way and it doesn't. And it's almost like, um, you know, putting it's almost like a puzzle working backwards. <laughs> you have the answer and then finding all the pieces. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, sometimes it, it points you towards uh, a new direction. Like you, you really thought that something was happening and it's actually not. And now you got to try and understand why that is. So. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Um. Any special kind of routine or superstition is, is not the word I want to use, but something that you, you have to do before the start of every race, like a good luck routine that you, I keep saying routine, um, but something you, every race you have to do, like step in the car from a certain side or anything like that. No, and that's and you know that that would be defined as superstition. Um, yeah, but, I uh, guess that is superstition. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I used to be. Uh, my yeah. dad was, and I, I thought that was the way. Like, you know, oh. I had to wear that pair of underwear or this or that. Or, uh, and, and then that all went out of the window. You know, when you start racing long enough, and if you're a little bit rational, uh, you start <laughs> to realize that you've won and lost with every different combination, and that's got nothing to do with it. And then you just <laughs> throw everything out the window and you just get on with it. And that makes life a lot easier. I like that. 
that might be the best answer to that question. So, <laughs> you do go to the bathroom every time before a race. <laughs> well, well that, you know. that's just good common sense. Yeah, that that's just that's just nature right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to. Um, so Molly and I both um, swam in in school, and. <clears throat> When other swimmers would tell me good luck before a race, I would say back to them, it's not about luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was one of those like, good luck. I'm like, no, you can say to me, good swim. I'm like, but it is not about luck. I have been swimming six hours a day <laughs> for yeah. weeks. Do not put this on luck. This is about <laughs> how much I have busted my ass to get here. But in racing, there is luck involved, that's for sure. That's you sure can is. work as hard as you want. You're not alone on track. There's a lot of uh, moving parameters around you and uh, you just need things to line up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a lucky and long career so far. So you got something going. That's part of it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, what are you most excited about in this upcoming season that we are hoping that we get to? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I'm not quite sure what what I can uh, realistically uh, hope uh, we'll get, and uh, you know that's that's the whole point. You know, I keep being asked, you know, so how how do you foresee this and that, and you know, are you making plans? And and really, I'm not because I it's almost disturbing right now. You know, you you just uh, you you try initially to see, oh, you know, okay, well, if this restarts now, and here's what's gonna happen, and then there is, you know, first scheduling iteration and the next read your scheduling thing and the next race gets canceled and the lockdown mm. continues and and really there's just no visibility. So, you know, for me on, on the wider range of, of kind of hopes, it's just that, uh, like I said, you know, if hopefully uh, this gets going and, and then we can show something uh, with, with Larry and the team and AJ uh, that we can hopefully... Uh, you know, start something for for the future in 2021 and uh yeah that's that's pretty all that uh, i'm hoping for <laughs> excellent well we are excited to see a race uh this year and in 2021 um and it's you guys have a have a good lineup at aj foyt racing i'm excited yeah. to uh to see the four and the 14 um place place really well uh yeah. this this coming season <laughs> when, whenever that may be, when it starts, whenever 2020 starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this weird limbo that we're all in, which yeah. has been, thankfully the iRacing has been a lovely distraction. Although as much as you guys are ready to go back, I think the fans are slowly like, this is nice, but we'd like to see real cars. Can we get the real stuff now? Yeah. I think, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think we've we... all reached that point. where like, this is nice. I want the real ones back. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, that was fun. Uh -huh. uh, okay. So, well, Sebastian, we don't want to take up too much more of your time because um, God only knows what your 10-year-old boy is trying to set on fire right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not the kitchen, that's for sure. He's done that already. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we have to hear that story. No. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, so basically, we, we sold the house we were in since uh, Claire and I just built it in 05. Mm -hmm. And uh, we sold it in, in January. And um, 
And yeah, three days before closing, Alex decided to warm up a pouch of popcorn that was in a Ziploc bag and thought it was a great idea to use the toaster as a heating source. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually pretty proud of himself, which, you know, I'll give him a kind of F for effort, but geez, like that just did not work out. And uh, we were packing boxes in the in the garage and uh, got alerted by the smoke alarm detectors that something was on fire. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, when the time we got up there, uh, Alex had unfortunately decided to just go back to his room while the popcorn was catching on fire with the plastic <laughs> in it. And uh, yeah, so, oh, so no. but we got up there, there was smoke everywhere. Two feet of flames on the upper cabinets, <gasps> and uh, oh my God. we're oh my probably God. about thirty seconds to a minute away from an absolute no sale. Well, sold to the insurance, probably. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was a bit. I'll tell you that much. The insurance did not think we were legit with this. They thought <laughs> we were trying to extort money out of them. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So. And you said oh, no. Yeah. I just. I have a child who set our kitchen on fire. I have a ten-year-old boy. Every insurance agent should go. All right, yeah, okay, that's that's a legit reason. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now we do have a, a fire extinguisher in the kitchen, just in case. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that's that's the lesson here, everybody. Keep a fire extinguisher in your kitchen, especially if you have children. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh. oh. Well, I don't think we can top that story. Nope. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Sebastian, thank you again so much for joining us. We've really enjoyed this. Um, and we look forward to seeing you on a track someday on a soon. Track. On a, a real, real track, car. in a real car. Yeah. I say prototype or indie car. We don't yes. care. We'll, we'll watch you on all the tracks. So yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks so much. And uh, stay healthy. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Sounds thank good. You. Take care. You Take too. Bye-bye. Bye.